This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with members of the board of directors from the online conference for music therapy. Uh, number one, you have to have at least one person who's good with time zone conversion. <laughs> and that is Asana. <laughs> that, that is indeed Asana. Yes. <laughs> because I live so far away from you girls. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, and I, I would say that also, um, you know, making sure that you have backups for your backups. So yeah. the very first, very first OCMT we had back in 2011, we had um, one person who was in charge of the technological like hookup. So only one person could actually access the platform and the system that we were using. And in the middle of the conference, a couple of times it crashed. And so then all of us were sitting there going, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. And so, you know, having having everybody who's facilitating the conference being having the information to run it. And we always have uh, one person who's in charge and another person who's a backup just in case the person in charge can't do what needs to be done and just having those types of things happening over and over. Yeah, I would say that that uh, a crucial thing is to have a, a solid team working the conference who understands how to use the platform um, and knowing who can be available when. I mean, the way that we, we structure our conference is a little, it's not the same as like a traditional conference You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast. In today's episode, we have the first half of my conversation with the members of the board of directors from the online music therapy conference. This was such an awesome conversation because these ladies just have so much passion and enthusiasm and drive for what they're doing with the online conference. I know this might seem kind of paradoxical if you have not heard of this organization before because aren't all the conferences online this year? But the Online Conference for Music Therapy is a nonprofit organization and they have been providing these conferences virtually for 10 years. Next year will be their 10th online conference. So they've been in the game for a while, troubleshooting, figuring this out and their passion is to provide this information in these resources for people to access who may not be able to attend conferences or afford 
um, continuing ed credits. So they're really doing a wonderful job making this information accessible, supporting their presenters and attendees. And we really dive into that in this conversation. So in this interview from the board of directors, we have Faith Halverson Ramos, who is the executive director of the Online Conference for Music Therapy. We also have Aksana Cavalivio Musi, who is a co-chair. And we have Mary Jane Landeker, who is the treasurer of the Online Conference for Music Therapy. So at the beginning of the episode, they introduce themselves so you can hopefully get a feel for their voices. This is the largest interview I've done thus far and was all held. We were all in different locations as they also stated where they are. Um, so hopefully the audio came through pretty well. You can hear each person. You know, there's some coordination with, oh, no, who's going to speak? But they honestly did a really great job uh, listening, giving some time in between each other. So I think that the audio quality and the um I guess, ease of use of this episode, the, the ease of listening will be decent. So I hope you enjoy this interview. If you like the podcast and you're looking for a way to support, you can leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Those reviews really help the podcast be more visible and help as the podcast grows. Uh, how do I say this? To support other endeavors that we might pursue. So please consider leaving a review. I'd love to read some reviews on the other ends of episodes. As always, please consider joining our Facebook group, find us on social media, subscribe to the podcast so that it is automatically downloaded to your device when the episode comes out each week. And uh, you can also become a patron on patreon.com. And without further ado, let's get into part one of my conversation with Faith, Mary Jane, and Oksana. Welcome to the Music Therapy Chronicles, everyone. How are we doing? Fine, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure if that was rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> well, answer it however you would like. <laughs> Alive. Alive. Yeah, yeah. So awake. Um, yeah. Awake. Vertical, I think. We're all up. Uh, for me, it's 3.30 p.m., so I have my, I don't know which number, cup of coffee of today, so I'm fine. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, to get us started here, will each of you introduce yourself to the listeners so they can kind of get a feel for your voice and who's talking? Um, so you can say your name where you are in the world, um, maybe your population that you work with or otherwise. And, oh, this is a lot of things. I guess your, your position on the board. And then if you want to share a fun fact, you can. Okay. All right. I could start. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm Faith Halverson Ramos. I'm in Colorado. 
and I serve as the executive director for the online conference for music therapy. I'm in private practice where I work in mental health. And my name is Mary Jane Landacre, and I live in Kansas in the United States. I work primarily with children and adolescents ages 5 to 22 who have concurrent developmental diagnoses and a chronic psychiatric concerns. I serve as the treasurer on the board of the online conference for music therapy and have been part of OCOT since before the beginning. <laughs> wow. And I'm Oksana Kavalova-Musi. I am a Canadian music therapist, but again, I live in the Kingdom of Bahrain. Again, because we moved to Canada two years ago, and then one year ago, we moved back here. And this summer, we are going back to Canada. So it's a lot of movements around the world. And uh, I work here primarily with children and adolescents with special needs, but I also am a registered psychotherapist qualified and qualifying, uh, I mean, and uh, I work with uh, adults and uh, children who are survivors of trauma and elderly populations. So basically, I, I work with almost everybody and I like it, diversity. And uh, I am uh, just like Mary Jane. I've been with the OCMT since the beginning, since the before the beginning. <laughs> In the first, first, first days of the ideas, and uh, I serve as a co-chair. Awesome. Alrighty, so I'm excited to hear about those first, first, first days in the beginning because the world has transitioned to this online virtual format, right? And we're all we're all like scrambling to figure it out. And you ladies have been doing this for ten years, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where did the idea start? The idea started with, um, a, well, I, I got into involved with the idea uh, in early 2010 when an email came across the music therapy listserv saying, hey, would anybody be interested in helping out with an online music therapy conference? And that was sent by John Lawrence, who is our founder and who is a music therapist in Canada. And I, that, that aligned quite nicely with my interests in providing online course education for music therapists and continuing education and my interest in technology. So I wrote back and said, I'd be, be happy to, to be a part of this, but I don't want to be in charge of anything. <laughs> and about three meetings later, I was treasurer. So uh, a little bit more than I wanted at the beginning, but yeah. uh, so that happens with music therapists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ended up being treasurer because I was the only American citizen and all of the monies that we had had to be in U.S. currency. So by default, I got to be the treasurer. Wow. Well, I guess you liked it because you've stuck with it. <laughs> it it's it's grown on me. <laughs> there's she's times doing when... amazing. She's doing oh, an amazing job. You know, we, we just, we are happy to delegate this part. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's fought me for the position yet. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> but that's how I got started with it. And I'm sure Oksana's um, story is pretty similar. Go ahead, uh, Oksana. Yes. Yes, I also received uh, the same listserv email in the beginning of 2010. I was uh, quite heavily pregnant by that time. I delivered my child in May 2010 so 
and I was in Bahrain and we are talking 10 years ago, no music therapy ad, no Rachel Rambach uh, courses, nothing existed for music therapists like me stuck in the middle of the ocean <laughs> yeah and not being able to go uh, well the closest uh, courses or continuing education uh, opportunities would have been seven hours flight from wow. me so I thought okay that will be perfect I'm pregnant I need to you know I will be delivering my baby I'm going to work here and I was working right in Bahrain and I thought that's an amazing opportunity for me to get involved in something which is uh, pioneering at that time it was and and I still believe it is <laughs> and uh, uh, you know for uh, young or for, for a new mom like me not being able to travel for different reasons like I said mm. I I was really excited and I remember sitting and uh, breastfeeding my daughter and emailing people and yeah I got really involved in it I was like in between OCMT business and reading manuals how to deal with babies <laughs> <laughs> manuals with babies <laughs> and i came on board a couple years later i it started when um i presented um at an ocmt i think it was 2013 or 2014 it was 2014 yeah. Yes, <laughs> 2014. Yes, and so at that time, um, CJ Shiloh was on the board, um, and after that conference, she uh, emailed me and recruited me <laughs> to come on, and I was like, "Sure, this sounds like fun." Um, and this was, and this was when we were starting the process of becoming. Um, formally and legally recognized as a 501c3 not-for-profit in the U.S. And so um, from that, I ended up um, starting out as secretary, and then CJ left the board, and um, I, I got voted to become the executive director, which I've held this role since 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You guys, uh, they're all nodding. The listeners can't see you, but everyone's nodding. You must have a really good memory <laughs> for dates because you're, yep, it was 2014 and then 2016 and then 2010. Well, I remember well, 2014 because 2013 was the year that we did not have a conference. That's uh, the only year we didn't have it. After 2012, uh, we had some issues with the board. Uh, and some people just uh, got off the board saying that they don't want to continue. And we thought, okay, that's it. Two conferences or two, yeah, two conferences. Mm -hmm. But then in 2013, people started asking in January, where is the conference? Where mm -hmm. is the information? And I, I think I did uh, kind of like uh, the questionnaire I sent around and I received around 50 responses. You know, at that time it was a lot. And people were really saying, yes, we need it. And that's how I contacted all uh, who were on board by that time. And uh, we said, okay, we have to pull ourselves together and do it. Yeah. So, so you threw out some numbers. This is good. I've been to three different kinds of conferences. I've been to the Mid-Atlantic region, the New England region, and the AMTA National Conference. And obviously the numbers are very different. Um, to me, it was super surprising to see just the difference between Mar and New England. Um, 
you know, what they considered like big numbers. It makes sense because of the area. But so what are your numbers usually like? How many people are looking for this online conference material? We have actually had a, I'd say a marked increase every year that we've, we've presented it. So the first year, um, about what, like 40, maybe? 45. 40? 45. Okay. Yeah, Oksana's really good at the numbers and how many are yeah. there. And um, <laughs> <She> like statistics. <laughs> my kids, yeah. And I presented, we presented with FACE at the European Congress, uh, Conference of Music Therapy in 2016. And then in 2017, I presented on OCMT in uh, Japan at the World Congress. So I have those numbers in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, we've been, we've been growing pretty steadily. I'd say... Oksana, do you remember this year? 150, something like yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, we, this year we didn't have groups, right? Because sometimes we have Correct. several groups and we don't know how many people are in the group. Right. So, so, so large numbers of music therapists watching on one computer. Yeah. We don't. Yes. It usually happens with um, student organizations. Like they have mm -hmm. an overnight and they all watch using one, one computer feed. How cool That's is that? Group. Yeah. Wouldn't that be neat? <laughs> yeah. It's like the best music therapy sleepover ever. Like we're just all yes. going to do education <laughs> and peer supervision and have snacks. Uh, I love that. Exactly. When, uh, yeah. when we don't all have to be six feet apart, I might plan something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So uh, for other people who are now navigating bringing things online and they can't get together in a room and plan together, how, what advice do you have that you've learned along the way for navigating, coordinating everything and not having like a home base or being in the same time zone or how, how have you um, accomplished that for 10 years? Uh, number one, you have to have at least one person who is good with time zone conversion. <laughs> and that is Oksana. That, that is indeed Oksana. Yes. <laughs> I have to because I live so far away from you girls. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, and I, I would say that also, um, you know, making sure that you have backups for your backups. So, yeah. The very first, very first OCMT we had back in 2011, we had um, one person who was in charge of the technological, like, hookup. So only one person could actually access the platform and the system that we were using. And in the middle of the conference, a couple of times it crashed. Oh no! And so then all of us were sitting there going, "We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on." And so, you know, having having everybody who's facilitating the conference being having the information to run it, and we always have um, one person who's in charge and another person who's in backup just in case the person in charge can't do what needs to be done, and just having those types of things happening over and over. Yeah, yeah I would say that that uh, a crucial thing is to have a, a solid team mm -hmm. uh, working the conference who understands how to use the platform um, and knowing who can be available when. I mean, the way that we, we structure our conference is a little, it's not the same as like a traditional conference like Mar just had there. Uh, first online conference this last weekend in the Midwest region had their um, regional conference online um, back last 
April. month, April. April, oh my gosh, it was that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that, so so those were more like the traditional conference, music therapy conferences that people are, are used to, where there are concurrent sessions happening simultaneously, and it's like, you know, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., that's the conference. But with, with us, um, the way that we do it, we run 24 hours. And these sessions are recorded so that people can watch them at, at their convenience within their time zone for up to a month afterwards. And so having people available to moderate and to help out presenters at times that are not <laughs> typical for, you know, someone. For, so like for myself, being in the mountain time zone, um, you know, there's there's a window of when I'm available, but then Oksana can be available or Natalie in Australia may be available. And so just really having a solid team who um, knows what's going on and, and knows when they can, they can fill, fill in and support each other. And like Mary Jane said too, um, having, having backups, because there have been times where, um, presenters, for whatever reason, they aren't able to share their screen and their presentation. So for us to then have a copy of their, their PowerPoint so that we can be sharing it on our end, and then they can just give their, give their presentation, give the verbal part of their, their presentation. Yeah. And these are all lessons we've learned the hard way. Yeah, and so, so you know we've we've gone through those times when we're sitting there watching a presentation and the presenter just disappears, <laughs> and we're all wondering what happened. And you know, people, are, you know, our phone tree starts going, and we start trying to get in touch with the presenter who disappeared, while the person who's moderating is like, "So, let me just kind of finish the sentence that I think they were going to say." And <laughs> do, 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 do. You know, we have these technical difficulty kind of things that happen, and and it's just kind of knowing that that those kinds of things are going to be part of any kind of online interaction. You can't guarantee that broadband speeds are going to be the speeds that they need to be and that you know somebody's not going to have a computer update right in the middle of their presentation or or that there isn't a huge wildfire happening outside their door and their internet goes down and um wow. you know or things like that it goes down like it happened yeah. in 2012 yes with the yeah. lusanne Magil. or i don't know lusanne Magil. yeah she yeah. was in india at that time and just disappeared yes wow Murphy's yeah. law, right? And and that's that's a that's a good point too about specific to our conference because we do reach an international audience and our presenters are international. Um, can't guarantee what their internet connection is going to be like. I mean, we've had presenters from Russia, from Turkey, you know. Um, Sometimes people are having to having to present using their cell phones, and <laughs> so the connection isn't always the the greatest. But um, we've always somehow made made it through. Yes. Yeah. So for someone who's listening and wants to present, 
or, or maybe is nervous because of one of those many variables or one that you can't even imagine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What would you what would you say to them? I would think that, uh, well, I, I want to, us to get their message out. So they need to know that we as a board are dedicated towards providing them with the support that they need to present. And that's one of the reasons why we have these redundant systems going on. That's why we have their PowerPoint. That's why we have an idea of what they're talking about. So that way, if those things happen, we're still there to help them and to support them and to, to get that message out to the world of music therapists. And, and likewise, we, them. Oh, we, we train with them. Yeah. Oh, that's we good train with them before the conference yes. so that they can get acquainted with what it's going to look like for them on the presenter side, because it can be a little disorienting mm. to present online where you don't have an audience. There's not that direct feedback. So we, we do trainings with our presenters as well and give them tips for what can help make a presentation successful like lighting and camera angles and you know we want we want to set everyone up for success just like we do with our clients yeah yeah they need to feel safe and comfortable (laughs) well said so you mentioned that there's there's not a a direct audience or you're not getting that feedback necessarily so what's it kind of look like um if you're an attendee or a presenter, what's what's the setup kind of like? Well, if well, you're an attendee, you can see the presenter and you can see the PowerPoint slides and you can see all those kinds of things. So you're getting lots of good feedback from the presenter. If you're the presenter, you don't see any of your audience. Wow. So it's not like a Zoom chat because of um, just because of bandwidth and because of, of need to have specific things happening behind the scenes. Uh, so you don't get to see people nodding their head or chasing their cat or folding their laundry <laughs> or, you know, eating their breakfast and that kind of stuff, which is, which can be a little disorienting because mm-hmm. you're just basically staring into your webcam and talking to your webcam. Uh, and so you don't get that, that kind of immediate audience feedback that you're, that we're more used to in live situations. But we have a chat function where people can put in comments at any time and question functions. And so there are ways to interact. It's just not not the same as it was, you know, in the pre-COVID COVID interaction days where we would stand up in front and see everybody and see when people were falling asleep. <laughs> so, you know, now now it's just it's a little bit more isolating from a presenter point of view because you don't get that feedback. But it's it's you know it's it's a good way to interact and a good way to to talk to folks and to to get those ideas again out mm. and again we have uh, our attendees uh, can ask questions uh, either uh, typing in the chat or raising hand and we put on the microphones for them so ah. they can actually communicate with presenter and ask the questions yeah oh, i love that i love that so much I also think that's probably nice for the attendees because they can chase their cat or fold the laundry or do those things (laughs) and not feel like, oh, gosh, all the people around the world can watch me doing this and it's recorded. Exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, if something comes on at three o'clock that I'm really, really interested in, but it's three o'clock a.m. in my time zone, Mm. then I know that I can see that afterwards and, and maybe not have that live interaction, that live opportunity to chat with the presenter because I'm watching the recording, but I can still get the information. 
and find out what's happening in the world of music therapy. Yeah. Or I can go online yeah. at 3 a.m. in my pajama. Uh-huh. Nobody sees me. Exactly. <laughs> right. And and we also have we also have a Facebook group um, where people can continue having conversations about presentations and you know there are times where presenters will you know people will ask questions in the group and the presenters will come in and further answer so there's there's an opportunity for continued conversation beyond the conference as well yeah that's great that's great and you said they have access to the recordings for a month so that's awesome yes. too mm-hmm. that's that's almost as much time as most of the uh, CMTE courses you can take mm-hmm. give you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Right. Yes. And then that's, that's for several different reasons. First of all, because, you know, three o'clock in the morning, you don't always wake up and want to hear somebody talking about music therapy. Uh, but also because we do offer continuing music therapy education credits for attending our conference. And because we have a 24 hour conference and it's not considered a conference, it's considered an educational event. Ah. Um, or an educational course, uh, as far as CBMT is concerned, then um, we can offer 22 hours of contact time wow. for people who are interested. Wow, that's a lot of CMTEs. That's great. It yes. is. And I, yeah. I'm sure we have a good price. I was just going to say that. I <laughs> yeah. said we haven't talked price, but I'm sure it's um, pretty affordable considering. Yeah, that's we think making... So. Making um, access to these sorts of events, accessibility to continuing education events is important to us and is part of our mission. And because we also are, you know, a lot of our attendees may be North American based, but that's not our only target audience. We really are trying to um, reach out to music therapists and music therapy students in other parts of the world, um, and so yeah, we want to make we want to make access to continuing education affordable and these networking opportunities affordable to people. We also offer scholarships as well um, for people who uh, may not be able to afford um, the student or the professional rate because of. Uh, currency conversions or or just you know life circumstances <laughs> exactly exactly yeah well that's awesome though um because like you said it, it can things come up and it can be hard to get those credits yes. and to keep your credentials so you can keep working and yeah yeah it's a, yes. a cycle there so yeah. for anyone listening who is interested in attending, presenting, and maybe looking into the scholarships, where should they start? Our website. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is onlineconferenceformusictherapy.com. And our call for presentations is open now, so they will see in the menu um, a, a tab for that. Um, and... You can also find out more information about the registration process or the scholarship process. Also, registration isn't open at this time, so it won't be possible to register. But you can find out a little bit more about what our rates are and um, become more acquainted with the mission of the OCMT. And also, they can see past um, past conferences 
see who were the presenters in past conferences, who were the past keynotes. We've had some amazing keynotes in the 10 years that we've been doing this. Before we transition to the keynotes, I just want to make sure the listeners have dates, um, you know, because this won't come out like right now. Uh, so <laughs> right. when when does the call for papers end okay. and when is the next online conference going to be held? Okay, the call for paper ends uh, on September 1st, right. uh, 2020, and we have registration. Usually we open it on the 15th of November for the attendees. And uh, the big perk for presenting is that you get to attend the whole conference for free ah. you have to pay additional i think 50 dollars right if you get if you want uh depending old... on what kind of cmtes you yes. want so yes. we have we have different different purchases mm -hmm. but conference the actual attendance itself is free continuing free. music therapy yeah. education is extra <laughs> for presenters mm. Yeah, and uh, the, this, uh, or in 2021, the conference is going to be on uh, 6th of February, and we our time is always on uh, midnight uh, GMT, and people, many people get confused, and we always uh, make sure that it is everywhere on our website, everywhere in our communication, but people still get confused. So midnight of GMT means like the beginning of February 6th. And it's the whole February 6th. It's always the first, uh, first uh, Saturday of February. And uh, for North America, that would be, depends on your time zone, between 4 and 7 p.m. of Friday, first mm -hmm. Friday of the month. And uh, for, for people like me, that's basically Saturday. And for Australia, it goes into Sunday. So that, that's one of the, the, probably the biggest challenge we've had as an organization over the past 10 years is time zones and just really explaining to people that just because it says 12 midnight, February 6th, GMT doesn't mean 12 midnight in Kansas. That oh, it doesn't? Kansas is at six, you know, and, and so that, that is, that's the bane of my existence as far as being on the, the um, board. That's the kind of thing I just constantly have to keep telling myself, not everybody understands time zones. So okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, so for, for me, it goes from 6 p.m. on Friday until 6 p.m. on Saturday. Mm. And right. so that's the 24-hour window that I have. And for Faith, in the mountain zone, it's 5 p.m. Friday to 5 p.m. Saturday. And once you get that idea it's pretty easy to navigate through, but, um, but a lot of people say, but it's not, it, it you know, this says this but date, it's not this date. <laughs> it is technically, but okay. <laughs> but, but I will, I will add that on our website, on the page with information about the current conference, there is a time zone converter awesome. as well, where people can, um, look and see what time presentations begin in their time zone. Mm -hmm. So we try to, we try to um, make the time zone conversion um, easy for people, but you know, unless, unless you live, I mean, it, it, it can be easy to forget sometimes that other people exist in different times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Especially uh, when you think beyond North America. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 
Because even just when you when you sent me the email saying what all time zones everyone was in, that's why I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know all that. So you tell me when you usually meet and I'll be awake. <laughs> awesome. So tell us about your keynotes that you mentioned. Wow. Well, are, are we ready to announce our keynote yeah. for this year? We get a preview? Sorry to leave you on a little bit of a cliffhanger there, but this is where we decided to split our episode. So you have to tune in next week to hear this year's keynote speakers, or I guess technically next year's keynote speakers for the online conference for music therapy. Um, so tune in for that, as well as the rest of our conversation about this wonderful organization, what they're doing, things they've learned along the way. Um, yeah, and the rapid fire was honestly just a great, I think, conversation uh, between all of us. I really enjoyed all their responses. So tune in next week to hear that as well. Thank you so much for making the time to listen to the podcast. Um, please consider leaving a review, um, following us on social media, becoming a patron. Uh, patrons have the exclusive opportunity to ask guest questions. So if you've ever wanted to ask questions of one of the guests we've had on the show there's your opportunity to also if there is a specific guest you want to have on the show let me know you can or if you want to be on the show you can send an email to feedback at musictherapychronicles.com that'll go directly to me and we'll set up an interview time all right Tune in next week for the rest of this conversation thank you so much for listening to this week's episode Kindness is loaning someone your strength instead of reminding them of their weakness. Mm -hmm.